Konbawa. Hi, everybody. I am Jack. I just wanted to take a minute to introduce Terraced Out. So Terraced Out is a podcast about a show about six strangers living together, and we observe how they interact. All that they've prepared is a beautiful home and automobiles. And all that we've prepared is a couple of microphones, opinionated friends, and an hour of our time. There's absolutely no script at all. We are watching and reviewing, and we absolutely hope you love the show, follow along, and enjoy. I'm Michelle. And I'm Caitlin. And we're ready to get terrorists out. Terrorists out. Terrorists out. Terrorists out. Terrorists out. <laughs> we're just gonna like make different versions of that every week. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like it changes every week. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, tune in next week to see how we'll say it. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are, losing our minds. Slowly. <laughs> Slowly but surely. Slowly but surely. And what's happening in the house is things are, are actually, like, going normal. Yeah. For a change. Yeah, they're kind of wrapping up and kind of progressing a bit. Yeah, it's kind of insane. Like, it was it was kind of interesting. Not interesting, but, like, what is the word? It's like I can't think out, out loud anymore because I don't use my voice enough. I was just telling Caitlin this, <laughs> like, out loud. So it's like... All of the words I have inside of my head will not translate verbally <laughs> outside into my voice, into my vocal cords. Start going and I'll try to help you. I'll try to fill in the words. I know. Teamwork. Teamwork makes the dream work. <laughs> anyway, it was kind of soothing to see things going according to some sort of, I don't know, order of some sort, <laughs> I guess. It was like a progression, like. It was definitely a steady progression. Like a natural order. With things. Yeah, of things. It just was nice because now we don't have things like that and everything is kind of uncertain. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of great to be able to see people do things that comfort allows them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's so sad. Yeah, but at least we know like now like things will kind of get mixed up in the next episode. So it's kind of it's kind of cool to see things kind of also get turned upside down a bit. So I'm excited. Yeah, so before we get into all of that fun stuff, we're gonna take a quick recap into what happened in episode thirteen, which I forgot the title of the actual episode already, which is great. I just keep singing JoJo's song. Our <laughs> I know, too I, I think of our 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 title, which I think was pretty <laughs> rad. Um, I think it was like, just a moment, please. Or was that this one? I mean, it was this one. Oh, that's this one. Damn it. I can't remember what it is. <laughs> anyway, Kenny took Risiko on a date. They went to the beach in that school bus that Kenny reconstructed and refurbished by himself, his own personal vehicle. Kenny then tells her he is planning to leave the house, which surprises Risiko. 
She was shocked to hear him confess his feelings and asked for more time to give a definitive answer because in that moment in time, she isn't sure she sees him as a strong romantic partner. In Ruga's next step to becoming a Marvel character, he tells Corey he would like to work at a Marvel-themed bar. Corey advises him that his choice may not be the strongest option. Corey also shares that she isn't sure how to keep a conversation going on with Ruka, so she struggles to hang out with him one-on-one. She wasn't sure if she was going to tell him, but he's glad that she told him. Haruka and Yusuke hang out again, and they discuss what they look for in a romantic partner. He kindly and chivalrously pays for their meal as well in a very, like, not-in-your-face way, which she found very attractive and made her want to treat him. Next time. After Kenny performs at his concert where he romantically sang a song for Risco that he wrote for her and professed his feelings on stage in front of a big live audience, he tells the house that he is leaving at dinner. After showing that she is confused and emotional, Kenny asks Risco to rethink her answer and give him a new one. And that is where we are today as we start episode 14. Just a moment, please. Just a moment. (laughs) Yeah. So we're going to kind of touch on a little bit of everyone this episode because this was kind of just like a touch base episode where we got to touch base with almost all of the people in the house. So first we're going to start with Corey. Corey tells Haruka that she was really into Shohei. And we actually find out how much she liked him, more than any of us even actually realized. And she kept it all internal, which is very double cancer of her. Mm -hmm. I mean, for real. As a Cancer Venus myself, with lots of cancer placements, and as you, I think you're a double cancer too, right? You're you're definitely a cancer. Potentially. I'm a cancer. You could possibly be a double, double cancer. But honestly, like, it's very very cancer to like have insanely deep enormous feelings for someone that like no one has any idea about (laughs) which is also very me I relate to that (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's like it's just like you you've created this like in whole internal relation I saw this like meme that said stop having relationship (laughs) problems with people you aren't in a relationship with and I was like me (laughs) I was like cancer like, I mean, it's 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 impossible to not, like, yeah. for us to not care that much. Like, it's more weird to, like, share those feelings, I feel like, than to keep it buried, buried in. Because I feel like cancers are very emotionally deep. Like, we're emotionally, intel- very emotionally intelligent and emotionally mm-hmm. hyper aware. Yeah. So I feel like we're very connected to our emotions, but we also feel like we don't want to burden anyone with yeah. them in a way. Like, we don't want, like, we know that we're very sensitive and we're emotional. So, like, we take things to heart a lot mm-hmm. easier compared to other yeah. people. And she doesn't seem to share a lot with anyone as well. So I think that plays plays a part in this. Exactly. Exactly. Which I think it's accurate. I feel like it explains a lot. And like it, once you listen to her chart too, like we did the other day, honestly, like it makes a lot of sense. Like mm-hmm. and, and being that Shohei is a Libra and her descendant is Libra, like she looks for a Libra in her partner. So like even if it doesn't like make sense, there's just something about like the way he is that that appeals to the emotional person. They want someone who's fair, who will see 
the fairness and everything, regardless of whether or not there's emotion involved, and they can cut through your emotion. Like, they can see through it, yeah. and they're not, like, put off by it in a way. Like, it's like, it's like basically, like, when people say they're colorblind, it's, like, kind of ridiculous to say because color is always going to have a, a say in, in colorism, and it's kind of negating racism to see you don't say color because that's kind of ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But anyway, it's kind of like that. <laughs> what people want to mean when they say that yeah where it's like you just don't see it like yeah. it's just they just they see your point of view they understand that you're just an emotional person and that's a side your tears are a side effect to your deep emotion and they take that and then they try to assess how you're feeling and like do devil's advocate in a fair way where they're they try to understand your what you really essentially mean, and then they'll kind of give your advice to kind of help you, mm -hmm. which is why I think she likes him so much. Yeah. Because I think most people, when you're sensitive and you tend to cry, you know that, like, you're not doing it so that people sympathize with you. Mm -hmm. You know you're just doing it because your body reacts that way. Mm -hmm. Like, that happens to me a lot when I get frustrated. Sometimes I'll start crying, and I'm not mad or upset or sad. It's just, like, I'm frustrated, and I have yeah. a lot going on. Yeah, it's, like, a, just a release of emotion. Exactly. My body just starts crying. It's, like, yeah. a natural release. And then yeah. I, when I, when my body starts crying, in my mind, I'm not, like, upset and being, like, I'm so sad. I'm, like, oh, shit, this is going to be a big deal now. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what I'm thinking. Like, yeah. I'm, like, oh, God, I'm crying at the nail salon they're going to think that it's a big deal and I'm super upset when I'm really not and it's going to yeah. be such a problem now. Like, it's going to be so annoying. Yeah, you're like, it's just kind of happening. Yeah, it's my body's reaction to this. Exactly. Because it's yeah. not like I want people to, like, you know how people cry to get out of things? Mm -hmm. It's not like that. Like, it's just how my body reacts. So, yeah. like, I just get really annoyed because then people treat me like, oh, poor you. Like, what? I'm like, no, I don't need you to, like, pity me yeah. or, like, you know, fawn yeah. over me. It's just, this is my body. Like, I'm just overwhelmed right now, and mm -hmm. my body tends to react this way. So, like, yeah. just ignore the tears. It's fine. It's kind of like this is just kind of happening. Yeah, but I feel like with Libras, like, I, I mean, it's very generalizing, but, like, they tend to be able to, Libras tend to be able to, or people with Libra, can't, Venuses, or, like, Libra, Mars, mm -hmm. or, like, or Libra, Mercury, where you can communicate, or uh, Libra, Mars is aggression, confrontation, sex, like, things like that, and then your Venus is your love and your relationships, and so, like, when you have those things in Libra, you're able to see things very fairly, and mm -hmm. so I think that's something that really appeals to her so mm -hmm. I, I and, and and because she says this whole thing with him too is that like she was starting to even think about her job in terms of whether or not Shohei would consider her jobs cool or not mm -hmm. and she started kind of internalizing wanting his approval in a way where it just kind of got kind of perverted and not like perverted in this in like that sense but like her idea of of like this potential for it to be romantic I think became something different for her mm -hmm. like in a way and yeah. it just it it changed it it, perver it got perverted into something different like it's yeah. it's it was just changed yeah no I, it just changed or almost overshadowed like what she thought was her feeling was almost overshadowed by these other kind of thoughts and feelings exactly and then Corey says that like her to Haruka she tells Haruka that although she's extremely glad Haruka mentioned to her in secret after Haruka went out with lunch with Shohei, that mm -hmm. Shohei had told Haruka he only sees Kori as a friend. And so since then, she's like, 
even though she's happy, ever since then, she hasn't been able to kind of shake that. Mm -hmm. So what she's been doing is just kind of like doing her best to put out the flame that's burning inside of her mm-hmm. for Shohei, like, for her feelings. Yeah. And she, like, her literal metaphor was, like, I'm trying to, like, put buckets of water on my feelings. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, oof. Yeah. Been there. Yep. Also sucks. Yep. Ugh. But it's tough. Like, it's tough when people, when you hear, when you really like someone and you hear that they're not interested. Mm-hmm. And And yeah. I feel like this is also, like, she also doesn't know yet, 100%. Like, this is also, like, he hasn't told her to her face. Mm-hmm. And he said that to a girl he's kind of interested in. So, like, I think you also need to take what Shohei says with a grain of salt, too. So, like, I, we don't really know what else is at play here. So, yeah. I feel like until Kaori confronts Shohei either, like, it's just kind of like, but that's how cancers are. Like, you don't want to, you feel bad. Like, you mm-hmm. know that you're over-emotional, so you're like, oh, I tend to be over-emotional, so maybe I overthought my feelings or whether or not they were even interested in me at all, mm-hmm. and maybe, like, she's gaslighting herself in, yeah. in a way. And it's hard because Shohei hasn't really expressed himself either. Like, ever since that first time. A lot of things, like, he's shared, like, we've seen as the audience, but yeah. he hasn't shared too much to the rest Mm -mm. of the housemates Mm -mm. and I think when that happens it's really hard to let go because in the beginning he was so direct and he was like I'm interested in you very seriously and I think they said they have mutual friends in common or something I don't know but anyway I just think it was sad Mm-hmm. And then, so, later on in the episode, we see Corey going to lunch with a friend of hers, and she's talking about her art and her feelings about Shohei, and so she begins with kind of, like, telling her friend, I think they went to the same college, because she brings up her college seminar professor, like, he comes back again, and here she is again, like, defending him, and, like, again, some of the things he said is very questionable still, and I'm like... <sighs> He's not a good mentor, Corey. Like, yeah. stop internalizing his quote-unquote advice, yep. which is not real advice. It's just terrible. And then what he said, too, was just kind of like, maybe you need to take time to, like, forget about money and go back to basics. Yeah, it's almost like focus on your hobby, focus on your love for it. Focus on your art on again. And not just pursuing money. Well, which, then like, she basically says valid. she's going to go back to she's going to go back to school. to school mm-hmm. for art. Yeah. And it's not like just like college either. It's kind of like like Yobiko. It's kind of like a like a specific program like almost like a certificate program like just kind of a focus kind of like an associates or something yeah like a certificate program yeah like that it's like specific yeah so she was gonna do that and then the panelists are like i have a feeling she's gonna leave soon because they're like if you're gonna be doing that then like you know if you're gonna have to take that seriously like she might end up leaving may not be time to focus on and they're like a little worried yeah that she might leave especially because you know kenny left to focus on his music and you know it gets to a point where like if you're really not meeting anyone romantically in the house and like anything else is happening it's gonna start just distracting from your work Mm -hmm. and if you've been on the show and being able to gain some notoriety and like not celebrity but like but you're more known than when you first started so like you do get a little bit of yeah like you have some 
attention from the industry industry attention yeah. he, she's starting to get magazine interviews and things like that mm-hmm. and that's amazing and you know have more opportunities but you want to take advantage while of the opportunities while people are still interested in you and while you're still yeah. like kind of marketable yeah. so there's that as well so they talk about that and then they talk about Shohei a little bit she kind of brings up this whole thing about how Shohei graduated from art school and then I remembered yeah he did he graduated mm-hmm. with a fine art degree from film school so he has a degree in fine art so she says that that's partially it because like her friend asks her like after Corey says like oh I'm gonna go back to get a certificate in art mm-hmm. her friend said do you have a fine art complex to like an art degree comp like an art school complex too and Corey says yes <laughs> so I guess her friend is also in art and also has this complex about having a fine art degree. And then Corey brings up Shohei to her friend, saying that the guy she's interested in, Shohei, has a fine art degree. So she had been kind of noticing herself starting to, like, seek his approval when it comes to jobs she's taking or artwork she was producing. And she felt like it was starting to really affect her. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't sure how she felt about it. So I thought that this was a great place and to kind of ask this question of, like, do you think Corey romantically likes Shohei? Or do you think she's just subconsciously seeking the approval of an art school grad because of her art school complex? Like, what do you think is happening here? I don't think that she's that romantically interested in him. I think... Honestly, she's in such a struggle with her work and her passion and stuff right now that I think that that is just kind of been her focus more so than on relationships in the house. And I think mm-hmm. I, th- I just feel like everything that her professor told her, like, has really, really just messed with her head and like mm-hmm. uh, affected the way that she sees herself and she sees her art and stuff. And so it's just it's. Uh, it's kind of hard for me to watch because I really do think that she is talented, but she's putting yeah. so much pressure on herself that I think, I mean, maybe I mean she could very well have feelings for Shohei, but I just think in this situation she's just more focused on art school mm-hmm. and and kind of redefining herself as an artist. I almost kind of feel like as cancers, like we were so emotional growing up, and then like. In a way, we felt like we had to overcompensate for our emotions yeah. by being hyper-driven mm-hmm. and hyper-career-oriented. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of Cancers and Cancer Venuses who weren't allowed that emotional, I don't know, not like allowed, but like who, and to, who tend to course-correct this mm-hmm. way into careerness. Like, we all tend to do this, yeah. like, what she's doing. I know I do. Where, I like, because yeah. I do this, too. Yeah. Like, I will course correct. Like, if something goes wrong in my relationship, I will escape into work. Yep. Like, because I can't handle it. Yep. That uh, every time. And emo- the emotions are too, too much, too scary, too overwhelming, don't feel safe. Um, and, and work is manageable. I can control that. So, like, I don't know. I prefer... 
focusing on that because at least like I know I don't know maybe it's just because like even with emotion or relationships like even if you pour your all into a relationship like it's not like work and that like if something goes wrong like all of that hard work and relationship in those years like can be evaporated in like a second Mm -hmm. whereas like with work like 10 years of like investing in something usually pays off pays off usually (laughs) you know we just did the same thing but (laughs) instead of like I mean it's such a hard way to talk about it but I guess this just means like it's just like my trauma talking you know and like I'm just really aware like I'm owning that like I'm not saying that this is like healthy or the correct way or even right at all or bad like mm-hmm. it's just it's just kind of what happens yeah the reality of the matter it's just what happens yeah. is that you just become this way yeah where you know you just feel like it's just something to put your focus on it's what what's the point mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean cuz it's just like when you when you put that much i feel like we care so much yeah. that like we put so much of ourselves into our relationships like at the expense of other things that when those relationships that we poured our everything into and all our focus if that ends and then we don't have any relationship with that person anymore and then that keeps happening to you then you're gonna stop wanting to do that yeah all the time you're gonna do something like work where like you put all of your effort and even if you take like a three or six month break from them it'll like from that work it'll still be there when you want to pick it back up again yeah it won't have changed normally whereas with people or friends or relationships it doesn't work that way either Mm -hmm. way like with someone who's like left you alone or Mm -hmm you leaving someone else alone it's like it's it goes both ways Mm -hmm. I think like if you've experienced both a lot it can be tough like to as a cancer to get out of this career driven part of your personality Mm -hmm. absolutely does yeah and it makes me sad because I feel like this mentor who was so jealous of Kaori, basically. And that's mm-hmm. why this this man said all of these things to her. Is basically going to rob Kaori of the... Is like, it sounds like he's basically going to rob her of this experience altogether. Yeah, because she's not focusing on yeah. what she gets out of being in the house. Mm-mm. You know, like, she really could be, you know, feeding off of Shohei. Or, like, you know what I mean? Like, they could be, like, creating together. Or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just feel like the relationships could really help her in her work and really help find herself. And she's not giving herself that opportunity. Exactly. She's basically like, it's just so stupid. It just makes me so frustrated. Yeah, me too. It's just really annoying. I was going to say something, but I forgot what it was and I don't even know why it was important. But she's (laughs) just like so, uh, it just makes me so sad because it's just like she could use this to I don't know like the whole time she's just like I don't deserve to be here <laughs> it's yeah. like but you are you there do. so yeah. make the and most of it deserve it you know <laughs> like millions of people wish they were there so like don't yeah. sit there and mope 
Not like she is sitting, she kind of is, but like, you know, like, it's just like, but he, he kind of put this seed in her head because he was like, yeah. you're not worthy. You suck. Your drawing is elementary. Like, I mm-hmm. saw you on television. I'm still not proud of you. Like, that sucks. Yeah. Like, and I get how much it sucks, but I think she just doesn't have that thick skin yet. And mm-hmm. he knows that about her. I don't know if he was just trying to do it to like, I, it sounds to me like the, the, some people will say that like, I feel like even like trauma people will say like he was doing it as a test to make her stronger. I feel like that's what misogynists and douchebags say, but like, I just think it's just unfair and sad. Yeah. Get back to me if that helped you folks. (laughs) Yeah. Great. It's like, then you live your life like that and I'll block you immediately. (laughs) It's kind of how when like guys like are like when, you know, the pickup artists and all these guys are like, if you want to like, if you want a girl to like you, like diss her, dude, like when honestly, like if the first thing a a guy does to me or a girl or anyone, like if someone comes up to me and they immediately start dissing me, I will walk away and I will block you online. Like I will not engage with you. Like if you think that you're being cute and I'm going to be like, Oh my God, stop. Like you've got the wrong person. Like go play with a, like a 19 year old girl. Like I'm not that person anymore. Like I don't play games. Like I don't want your bullshit. Like, if you're going to treat me like crap, then I'm going to block you because mm-hmm. you don't deserve I don't day, deserve to be treated like crap. I deserve to be treated like a human being, mm-hmm. like with decent respect. Thank you. <laughs> Unless I tell you you can treat me without respect, like, then that's fine. But yeah, but don't expect that. <laughs> Unless I give you consent. All right. So now we're into Ruka. Which we're still talking about this whole wanting to be Spider-Man thing. Which I'm sure it's because, like, they're watching the clips, like, right now while they're on the episode. They're uh, five episodes behind and this is episode 14. So they would be on episode 9 right now. Which I can't remember what the title of that one was. But I think it was something. Anyway. (laughs) Of course it was something. It was something. There was a title at some point. So Haruka and Ruka have a conversation about him wanting to be Spider-Man again at the dining room table. And then Haruka asks Ruka what happened. Like not like being a comic artist or an actor, just like Spider-Man. She asks him about like the Marvel bar. And he said when he went to the Marvel bar, he found out they weren't actually currently looking for employees at the time. So he, he had an Iron Man beer and came home. So apparently what actually happened with this entire Marvel bar job situation was he was just, Ruka was just walking down the street one day and he saw a sign out front, like a chalkboard sign for the bar. And he took a picture of it and he was like, I would love to work here without even checking if they were looking for employees currently or not. It's like, I'm going to manifest this. If there were any ads for jobs wanted or what? No, not jobs wanted employees wanted or help wanted help wanted that's it help wanted so he shows up and there's just like no one no one's there's not they're not looking for employees (laughs) so he has a beer and comes home so he actually spent money at this bar instead of getting paid and is now no closer to being spider-man no and so haruka asks him she's basically fed up at this point and she asks him like what exactly do you want when you mean you literally want to shoot spider webs out of your wrists (laughs) because you're living in a dream world like my third grade nephew 
who also that you met, remember him? He also says, I want to I want to be in Marvel when I grow up. I died that. I was like, she just compared him to a kid because of course it's so funny. You know, any kid is like, I want to be a superhero. I want to be a princess. I love how she's like, he's eight. <laughs> like verbatim to Ruka's face. Take note, Ruka. He's eight. And then, like, the entire time, like, I'm listening to the panelists, and they're like, oh, my God, she's going to go there. Oh, 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 oh. They're, like, reacting as if she's stabbing them, like, every single time with every single word. And it's so funny. It's so good. And basically, Haruka says, if you don't take action, I'll continue to appear like you come across as kind of aimless. Haruka says, I really don't like that. Haruka says, you'll end up as the thing you hate the most, just some lame guy. Ruka says, I don't want to end up as some lame guy. Cut to clip. A lot better, just cut to clip. And then he, and then Ruka says, basically, what he wants is people who see him, who watch him, to think it looks like he's actually shooting webs out of his hands, and he wants that to be done to him in a CGI way, basically, without saying CGI, because apparently he can't speak. And the panelists said, like, basically, he just needs to go to Universal Studios and have a VR character experience <laughs> of himself as Spider-Man film so he can move on from this fixation yeah. that he has. And then Haruka also says, like, have you even started, like, learning English? And he says, I'm not learning English because I'm uh, officially I'm learning English by talking to the tourists that come to the sports store that I'm working on, I'm working at, because it's easier for me to learn, I guess, like, tact in a tactile way mm-hmm. in real life by experience. And then he starts trying to explain how he's, like, he tries to give an example, and his example, I think, oh, no, this is what we'll do. We'll have Jack cut a clip of the example that he gives. Yeah. Where he tries to describe the definition of please, or no, it's and please. Uh-huh, and this. Yeah, so we'll add the clip of him saying this. It's, please, and this, and please, yeah. It's, 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 リスって意味なんだっけリスって意味わかんないけどこれそうでしょリスワンとか聞いたりしてるそういうことなんか言葉で覚えてる俺ちょっとジャストモーメントプリーズってあるじゃんちょっとジャストとかモーメントわかんない
It was funny. Anyway, that whole thing, I don't understand what it was. It was, he's, he goes, I don't know what it's means, but it and is and something. And he like tries to like explain, <laughs> he tries to explain the definition of it, it's, but he doesn't understand what it means. He's like, I can use it. He's like, I hear it, but he doesn't understand like what it grammatically is which i guess makes sense if you're only learning from a conversation like if you don't ever dive into like how it works grammatically like if you only hear it in a sentence yeah basically they're just memorizing phrases yeah so this is what we used to call growing up i'm sure that there are people like who've experienced this before like in college and stuff but like growing up like where us foreigners like when we would go and apply to schools like international like foreign like colleges as international students like we would get we even if we were American citizens, like, if you went to an international school, you got pulled in with the international school people. So, like, they only actually accept, like, most colleges back in the day, they would only actually accept, like, a very small percentage of students from overseas into their in- in- incoming freshman classes. And I remember, like, a lot of the percentages of, like, those kids would be these students from Japan and different parts of Asia who didn't actually speak, prob- like, didn't actually have, like, speaking skills that well, like, conversational English skills, but they could memorize SAT words and grammar and stuff, but then they would go to college and they wouldn't be able to do, in- like, a reading comprehension and they wouldn't understand how to communicate or do, like, presentations mm-hmm. and stuff. And they would always come back home and, like, a lot of my, a lot of, like, our... Um, like our alumni would say things like, you know, they would, and that's why they would like transfer schools or things like that. Or a lot of like my Japanese students would come back, mm-hmm. like people we would know from Japanese schools yeah. would come back after one year or not even a year. They wouldn't be able to last in college in the States. Like they would come home and they would go to college in Japan. And it was because like they were able to get into these really good schools because they could memorize these like they could memorize conversations Mm -hmm. but they never actually took the time to understand grammar yeah because they can practice it ahead of time you know like rehearse things to write or say yeah but like it's not like you can't act your way through college you know like you can you can you can act your way through the admissions process but you can't act your way through college so i mean if you can that's pretty impressive and you deserve an oscar (laughs) Because I'm impressed. Yeah, four years long time. That would be insane. But, I mean, I guess that's why there's con artists. Regardless of the point, you know, it's just, I think, like, there's just this thing where it's just, like, you can't, you can only get so far. Like, you can get in, you can get some doors open. But even that, even that person, like, that we're talking, like, this mythical person who could get through all four years of college by conning their way in, like, they would have to learn something through the process of college in order to graduate. So by the time they graduate from college, they would have learned something, Mm -hmm. right? So you can only have this approach for so long without, before actually having to learn something. Yeah, you can't just avoid learning. Like, it's just... Yeah, putting your tail between your legs and coming home and admitting defeat. Like, it's, it's one or the other. So, I mean, at this, at this point, like, Haruka's just like, like, I don't, I, I, like, you need to figure out, you know, if you don't 
take action, it's going to keep looking like you're floating along mm-hmm. and you're going to be some lame guy who doesn't know whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. And he says he doesn't like that because his one thing is he doesn't want to be a lame guy. Lame guy. So what next steps do you think Ruger needs to take now in order to be taken seriously by the housemates and, like, by society? I think he needs to reevaluate his end goal. Like, he... Right. You can't just say, like, I want to be a Marvel character. Like, it just kind of goes back to discussion... Yeah that they had earlier when he was like first talking about this it's like what what mm-hmm. do you want like you i just i it's just too young and immature to just be like oh i want to right. be spider-man you know like he needs to be specific you know i want to be an actor i want to right. work in film i want to work in special effects i want to work in costume design i want to work at disneyland you know what i mean like i feel like he needs a tangible goal Otherwise, it's like there are no steps until you have a tangible goal. Like, there's just no way that he can take steps to to reach that ultimately. Right. So I think think until he has a real goal that they can, you know, maybe give him advice or help him or see him doing, it's going to be Mm -hmm. hard. Like, if he keeps throwing out all these just kind of um, boyish... (laughs) kind of dreams yeah i just don't think it's gonna happen like i think maybe he could be like a writer or like a comic book writer or something like that you know like i think he really likes stories and he's very much a you know a, a daydreamer like something like that could really fit him but yeah mm-hmm. yeah i love that you said daydreamer because he his jupiter which is his philosophy mm-hmm. ruka's jupiter his philosophy towards life is in pisces which rules idealism optimism and expansion mm-hmm. and it's also like very full it's a philosophical mm-hmm. planet and his is his, his is in pisces which means he grows and finds understanding through empathy dreaminess and compassion mm-hmm. and it's in his seventh house meaning he finds success through his close relationships and long-term partnerships so it's like if he has like a mentor or a friend like to guide him i think his his issue is like he's a very dreamy person and he has a lot of sagittarius like in his in his chart he has sagittarius and pluto sun mercury and venus and it's basically like he's curious restless independent but they're kind of like they want to be free they they live to be free they keep pushing boundaries they're enthusiastic but they kind of like also don't make sense mm-hmm. like they're kind of just they don't like they're they're kind of uncertain like you're just you're unsure of yeah. them sometimes like they have to kind of and with the pisces it kind of makes him like really Pisces is also kind of like very intuitive, but also emotional. And it's one of the two dualities. It's like kind of the it's the only other like the three dualities are Cancer, Pisces and Gemini. We're the three that have twins because mm. the Cancer is the two crab claws. Pisces is the two fish and then the twins are Gemini. So it just each of those signs have a duality to them. And it's just really interesting to see that because mm-hmm. he's just like. I don't know. He needs a little bit more moldability, but I feel yeah. like with the right with the right mentor, I think that's why he is drawn to Corey because mm-hmm. like she's very adult. She's got the illustration thing that you yeah. kind of picked up on that yeah. he really is interested in story. He really respects her. So I feel like if he can find a mentor in someone who's a dude, Mr. Carpenter, who's like really into 
kind of, yeah, like the carpenter man who's a little older, who's a little bit more sure mm-hmm. of themselves, kind of knows who they are. It's a little bit more like confident and is currently working really hard toward their goal. Mm-hmm. I think he will be able to really learn and grow. Yeah from a person like that yeah. and i think that his chart kind of like his his jupiter and pisces kind of really needs someone like that and because he also has a mars and libra ruka he he's fair-minded and relativistic but he's also sometimes passive aggressive mm-hmm. and that's like the way he communicates and that's his aggression so like he's a passive aggressive person mm-hmm. Um, in his aggressive house and this is in their first house meaning they put a lot of energy into their self and their self image and this is hyper present in their personality because it's in their first house so this very like passive aggressive like obsession with self image is a huge part of like his own identity which I feel like is very like indicative of Ruka because the whole thing with Ruka is he wants to look cool or look uncool he doesn't want to look uncool it's like very much like connected to his sense of self and his self-image so I feel like he just needs someone to kind of give him that confident like to instill that confidence in himself that he can do it not to like parent him in a way but to like give him the confidence not like why aren't you doing this why aren't you doing that kind of like Haruka and Kaori but a parent in a way that's like supportive like you can do this I believe in you like that type of parent Mm-hmm. it's someone to like inspire and kind of help show the way almost like I think he needs to know his options mm-hmm. and like have the opportunity to pursue those like I think he just doesn't really know what else is out there for him and like what else is really made yeah for him. which is like completely understandable because Absolutely. not everyone is exposed to is lucky enough to be exposed to the industry at a young age like I mean Corey is saying the same thing she's saying like it took me a really long time to figure out what I wanted Mm -hmm. and then to find the connections for that and then like Haruka said like Haruka's like well blah 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 I got to do all this stuff but she was in the industry from a young age so you know it's kind of tough to like they're kind of both saying the same Mm -hmm. thing so unless until this is his first exposure to the industry so through this he will be able to get more contacts and you know use this experience to kind of better himself so while he's in the house like he should pick up like skills Mm -hmm. so that by the time he graduates he'll be ready to go into acting you know absolutely because i feel like this is his audition like this is his first step like this is him his first job Mm -hmm. Basically. Yep. So we have Kenny's goodbye party. It's pretty crazy. It's the first time we're seeing graduation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You should talk about that. Yeah. Maybe you should talk about this because this is your first ever Terrace House graduation. Yeah. So, like, when I was watching it, it was really surreal to kind of see them saying goodbye because, yeah, to me, I was just like, wow, like, the whole house is going to feel different. You know, like, after so many weeks of them together like I feel like they just they have a routine down they all interact in a certain way and they're all just very comfortable and stuff with each other now that it's it was just really interesting for me to think about someone else coming in and kind of switching things up and Mm -hmm. even just not seeing Kenny anymore while I was watching like a pie party I was like wow this is gonna be this is gonna be interesting so to me it just felt very surreal but it also I and it's very different too like compared to other shows like yeah I like that they get to choose when they leave like yeah exactly thing is that they Mm -hmm. make a conscious effort like I've been here I got my experience you know I got 
all the experience that I think that I can have here and I'm kind of mm-hmm. ready to move on with my life. Like, I really like how they just get to choose. Like, you know, they're here as, yeah. as you know, exactly. as long as they feel necessary. And then they kind of move on yeah. and take whatever comes next. They have to own their own their own exit. Mm-hmm. Like, if they have regrets, they have to own their own regrets and take responsibility yeah. for them. Because if they leave without saying their feelings mm-hmm. or anything, that's on them. Because no one made them leave. Yeah, they will have no other opportunity. Yeah, and exactly. Mm-hmm. It's not like you got voted out. No one yep. pushed you out. Like, it, it's their own decision. You know, Kenny, like, he's yeah. just going to continue his career. And, you know, I just, I feel like it's a valid time for him to leave as well like I kind of agree that this is a good time and I don't know it was just it was just very very interesting getting to see and kind of experience um this first graduation that's cool do you like the party do you like how they always do parties in the house yes there's always like a goodbye party and there's always a welcome party and then there's always like a birthday party this one was a taco party they called it a taco pot I love that they always have parties like if I was in the house I would be so happy to have a party for everything like I would be oh just do wait for Halloween so happy (laughs) I'm like I want a welcome party a goodbye party a we just I don't know got some good water party this is the thing I love most about the house I feel like the parties are also something that all of the members I feel like past and present all comment on at one point in time while they're living in the house is these parties are what they're going to miss like coming home to someone mm-hmm. because so many of us especially in our like 20s and 30s like most of us are living at home mm-hmm. alone you know yeah. or with a roommate like or with a parent like you don't get to live with like six people like five you don't live get to live in a house of six people who are all friends mostly all friends hopefully all friends you know who are of the same age who are all kind of trying to do the same thing as you who are trying to go after their dreams and find love and you're all kind of you know peers in that way you're all kind of supporting each other and you're kind of on the same level yeah and like having someone say like welcome home when you come home Mm -hmm. it's like really nice like I miss that it absolutely is Like, I can't remember the last time, like, I mean, regardless of my mom, but, like, the last time, like, someone was, like, excited for me to come home. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, truly to welcome you home or, like, see how your day is or catch up with you. It's been a while. Every time someone comes home, you know, they get to chat with someone on the couch or, you know, at the dinner table or, you know, come down and chat for breakfast and things like that. Like, it's just, there's something, like, really fun and really special about the dynamic in the house. It's like camp. Or, like, college or, like, school. Like, there actually was in the past, like, in a past season, I think the Hawaii season, there was a girl who, because in Japan, the way that the school, academic school year works is it the school year is from April to March or May to end of April to beginning of March or, like... Okay, so, like, the beginning and end is, like, in the springtime. Basically, June to February, yeah, kind of. And then mid-March to mid-April is summer vacation. Mm -hmm. It's, like, long. And then they have a summer break in August that's a month. But, like, basically, the school year's a little aggregated. Mm -hmm. Summer is spring because of the way that the seasons work and things like that. So there was a girl in Hawaii, I think Aloha State, where she went on Terrace House 
for her summer vacation from college, which was super fun. Like, it was just four weeks cool. for her, but it was really cute. And it was, like, a really, like, she had the opportunity. Like, they gave it to her, so she took it. And um, that was, like, Lauren's high season. That was, like, a couple years ago. So back before, you know, it was a bigger, a, as big of a show as it is now. That's, like, a fun summer. That's a good, like, little break. It is a fun summer for her. Yeah, because the show's on for, like, 50 like back then it was on for like half a year i don't think it was on for a full year i think it was on for like a third of, or two-thirds of a year and then as the show got more and more popular it gets kind of kept getting extended and then now it's become a, a year-long show <laughs> with a rotating cast but yeah it was it was just fun like to see that it kind of feels like that mm-hmm. in a way summer camp it is like summer camp i like that we talked about them leaving for the first time mm-hmm. and then yeah risico looks uncomfortable and distracted at the table Risiko pulls Kenny aside to the roof to talk, and she explains how she is still torn and needs more time to think, even though, you know, he asked for her to, like, give another answer, and she's still, like, really confused, but she does really care about him, and she doesn't, like, want to throw everything away, and she, like, but and she's, like, she understands that this sounds super confusing, and... I don't know, like, she's trying to have her cake and eat it, too, mm-hmm. so she wants to communicate, like, it doesn't seem, it makes it sound like she, she's like, but I can't date, like, be your girlfriend yet, and she's like, but I really care about you, and I want to get to know you better, and I still want to, like, have you in my life, and I don't know what to do, but, like, I don't know how to communicate that to you, because I don't, like, I think it sounds, I don't think it's, my feelings sound as serious as they actually are, and she's like, so... I I stayed up all night trying to think about how I could communicate how serious I am about you to you without dating you, like, because that's my boundary. And I've come to the conclusion that I would like to graduate with you in the morning and I'm going to leave with you um, the house and I want to take more time to get to know you outside of the house. I think she just wants, like, a less pressure, you know, kind of way less distractions just to kind of get to know each other on like a different level I think and also if she's able to like and because of like the fact that uh because thanks to Terrace House like she'll probably be able to be a little bit more mobile Mm -hmm. and like she could probably go on tour with him all summer Mm -hmm. which is probably what she was thinking and like maybe they could get to know each other because if he's on tour and stuff and she has to be on the show like if she's on the show and he's on, t- it's just gonna be tough. It would just wouldn't work out. They wouldn't. They wouldn't. She wouldn't have that time to get to know him. To date with one person on the show and one person off the show. No, she wouldn't because she would be required to be, mm-hmm. you know, participating in the show, and exactly. she would know that she wasn't really fully invested anymore, and yeah, all this stuff. And and what yeah. she wants to do is she went there to find love, and you know, she found she kind of found it with Kenny, and she wouldn't feel. Like, it was authentic to her experience mm-hmm. if she were to stay. Yeah. She feels like she sees an opportunity with him still and, like, wants to pursue it. Even if she doesn't know for a, a fact, she's just, you know, not really ready to give up on him and that opportunity. So, she's just kind of taking yeah. it a different, just kind of a yeah. different step, it seems like. Giving herself that time and just less pressure to kind of decide. Do you think she made the right decision? I do. I do. I think yeah, this was think the time so for her to go. I think... If she had stayed, like, there really just wouldn't be much for her, you know, like, she's really, yeah, you know, she's, like, I agree. close with Ruka and stuff in the house, but really, it, she was closest with, like, Ruka and Kenny, and, uh, yeah, and Shohei a little bit, but I think that pursuing Kenny is really what she, she wants to do, 
even if she's not yeah. ready to, you know, outright date, which I don't blame her, you know, they haven't, you know, really been super romantic yet, like, they're still kind of brewing mm-hmm. that I feel like this was the right decision. Yeah, and I also think Kenny is a little too concerned about his self-image on screen mm-hmm. that, like, I think they would probably have a better time getting to know each other off screen yeah. when he wasn't so concerned with, like, how he's coming across on camera okay. or, mm-hmm. I don't know, that's just how I believe, but anyway, Risiko dodges another kiss attempt (laughs) because Kenny decides to take that moment to like kiss her in the face (laughs) again and like misses the moment like it's so ridiculous she's like I know like give me some space dude no she's like I'm I'm not ready to date you yet so aggressive he was just so excited and it was just like a puppy dog and it's like no down boy (laughs) chill yeah down boy aggressive (laughs) Okay, with an emotional goodbye, Risiko shares to the rest of the house that she will be leaving. She shares some kind words and appreciation for everyone, but pursuing Kenny is her main focus right now. That's it. That's it. (laughs) Yep, and everyone cries. Goodbye to Kenny and Risiko. Yep, yeah. I, I really liked Shohei's response to her, I'm leaving, which she was saying, like, I had such a good time every time, like, you talked to me, and he was just like, right? <laughs> and even with Haruka, like, she had a very, like, mature... And- oh, yeah, they had a conversation. I forgot about that. I mean, to say Haruka, like, a little a little moment between them. Yeah. A very mature, just good. kind of like a good fight. We had a good fight, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, she kind of acknowledged that she can be immature and that, you know, they kind of, even though they butted heads a lot, I think they do mm-hmm. respect each other. So that was really nice. You know, she didn't really leave anything on the table. She was kind of uh, acknowledging and accepting that. Yeah, it was good. I think it, I think that that was a good closure yeah. for her, too. Yeah, Kenny, Kenny and his kiss. Oof, Oof. That was bad. Yeah. Was yeah, just... the panelists were, like, all saying at first we thought it was all Risiko, but then we realized that it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, and it was all Kenny. Yeah, <laughs> it's just insane. It was just awkward. <laughs> like he was just too excited, and it, like wasn't really a moment to kiss. It just yeah, yeah, it wasn't there. He missed that mark. Oof, it was not good. So they all left, and we have two less people in the house. Yes, and so the last half of the episode, we go into a hangout with Haruka and Yusuke. They meet up about a week or so after their last encounter. They grab some milk tea and play with some ukuleles at a music shop that he wanted to take her to. And it was just a really, really cute scene. They He was showing her how to play and they have a little impromptu jam session. And it just looked really, really fun just seeing them just kind of hang out and bond over playing ukuleles. Caitlin, they get boba. What? Not just milk tea. They, they get, get boba. boba tea. Which I love. It's different. It's boba. It's special. It's okay. It's- <laughs> perfect i love boba lovers are offended sorry they said milk tea no it's okay jesse jesse the reader and i are like just obsessed with boba tea they said it in the translation no we have it here do you not drink bubble tea like it's all they have it in california like it's in the states (laughs) i was like do you not drink it yeah i'm not frequently but (laughs) yes i've had it I thought I thought you because I thought you said you need you're like you needed the translation and I was like wait no what? I was saying like in the translation that's what they said oh milk tea yeah because they call it on the audio commentary sorry on the audio commentary they were talking about bubble tea and they don't call it bubble tea in Japan they call it tapioca mm. 
So they were talking about how how high in calories the tapioca is. <laughs> Yamachan's like, you'll get fat. <laughs> anyway, moving on. So then they start talking and he tells her that he probably won't be back to Japan again until the winter. And she asks him what something he would like to do the summer before he leaves. And he tells her he would like to see a firework festival before he leaves again. But he also shares that next time he they hang out, he would like it to have the intention of being a date where he does see her romantically and asks if that is something she'd be interested in, kind of going a date to the firework festival. But Haruka, however, would like to still see him but hang out just as friends. Ouch. Put in the friend zone. Ouch. Yeah, that was sad. That hurts. That hurt. I feel feel bad for him. That just... It's just kind of sad, you know, like, it just kind of sucks to get let down. Do you think Haruka led Yusuke on? What do you think? I mean, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, if you think about last week, I-, I feel like that sea creature conversation and, like, the last one before, too, I think she was kind of... I don't think she was aware that she was leading him on. I think she just has a flirty personality. Like, I think she's just kind of... Yeah, I think she also... But she says really random things. That it's not, like, overt flirting. So I feel like... Like, I understand that it's flirting because that's how I flirt and I'm weird. And I don't think people realize, (laughs) like, it... So I feel like it comes off as, like, either super friendly, Mm -hmm. so people either think you don't like them at all, or it comes off as super romantic when you don't mean it to come off romantic. And it's either one or the other because we're weird. And we don't actually, like, I don't know, like, we're not, we don't flirt like normal people. Yeah, but I don't think she was, like, purposely leading him on. Like, I think she was just thinking, like, no. oh, he's sweet and nice, and, like, I think she does enjoy hanging out with him and, like, enjoys his company and stuff, but... But I think she subconsciously let him on a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and I think he took it that way, like, he took it. Yeah, because, I mean, even with the, the sea creature thing, she says, like, I like people who are, sea, like, cuddly and sea creature mm-hmm. and then he says, I remember you telling me I look like a sea lion. Mm-hmm. Like, and then her being like, yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. And then her being like, yeah, you do look sea creature-y. Yeah. It is a compliment. Like, like, I'm telling you what I like and you kind of fit that mold. Yeah. yeah so, like, that whole... Because they're talking about what you look for in a partner through the context of that conversation. Like, she never actually said it. But, like, through, like, the way that that conversation was happening and, like, the path that conversation took... And, like, I think when you're in the conversation, you don't realize how it's coming across. Mm -hmm. But when you watch that conversation back and it's happening to you, like, someone is saying those things to you, it sounds romantic. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, I I feel like she, as she was saying it, she thought she was, like, in the groove and she was bouncing off of someone and she was, like, in the groove of the conversation. Mm -hmm. Like, she was, like, playing conversational tennis with him. Yeah. It was, like, conversational banter. It's, like... You know, where she's just like, he's like, because it was a really good rhythmical conversation. Like, that's why I loved that conversation so much. Yeah, they were just kind of vibing and just kind of being kind of quirky together. Yeah, it sounded almost scripted. Like, it was, it was really good. Like, that's, I was like, I was like, ooh, it's like a drama. Like, that's, it felt, because it felt scripted almost. Like, (laughs) it felt like, 
like a young adult book or something. I don't know. It was really cute. And so I felt mm-hmm. like, you know, it was just very yeah. random. I don't know. But I think that, you know, he thought like, oh, I think I have, I think she likes me. Like, I think I have an in. Like, I think I have a chance. Yeah. Yeah. He was shooting his shot, not expecting, I think, to be shot down. Exactly. But then, like, the panelists also say like, yeah, I feel bad for you, Skate. But, like, to a certain extent, like, you also can't feel bad for him because he he did this he did mm-hmm. the same thing that he did in his season in Aloha State. He liked Lauren Tsai, mm-hmm. who was the most beautiful model actress of the season. And every one of the panelists said, well, you're clearly picking who you like based on what they look like. So, mm. like, because he doesn't even really know them yet. And then he says he likes them. Yeah, like, he falls too quickly. They're just, like... It kind of serves you right, though, for, like, picking face first and then personality. So, like... Yeah. Because they've only hung out a few times, like, too. Like, I feel like maybe if she could like him, like, if they had more time together. But, you know, they've only had, like, you know, kind of these, like, brief hangouts. Yeah. And it's unrealistic. He doesn't live in Japan. Like, he literally said to himself, like, yeah, the next time I'm going to be in town is in August. So can we go out one more time? Like, you don't even know each other yet, and he's, like, yeah. not going to be in town until August. So then what happens when you leave? Like, it you, wait, you waited yeah. this entire summer, and then you're like, I'm interested in you romantically. If you're romantically interested in someone and you only have a short amount of time, tell them at the beginning and be like, hey, I'm kind of interested. Like, kind of, like, show him. Be like, hey, I'm, I'm very interested in you. Can we start hanging out with the intention of it possibly being romantic or possibly being friends I don't know yet but say that from the beginning so every time you hang out that person can view you whether or not it's going to be romantic or not so that you're not waiting until you're about to leave and then being like I'm gonna be back in a month like will you but I want the next time we hang out the last time we hang out before I'm never gonna be back for a few more months is like I want that's the first time I want you to see me romantically. Yeah, it's hard because like he said, he's like doesn't even go back to Japan that often. Anyway. Yeah, it's just not realistic. So like, that's the sense too. Is like he's also not being very realistic either. Like you know, like it's hard because it's like he could also come back with like, well, if we were dating, I would come back more often. But then it's like, but it also depends on your schedule too. So then it also comes to this point of like, okay, well, even if you want to make that choice, like then you have to give the opposite person a choice of whether or not, you know, now they have to choose to be involved with someone who lives abroad. And like, are you going to move back to Japan or are you still going to be bi-coastal? If you're going to be bi-coastal, does that Mm -hmm. mean Haruka now has to travel to Hawaii all the time to see you too? Because that's an extra expense Mm -hmm. and extra time and extra effort. And now she's going to have to consider if that is something that she is willing to accept in a partner. She doesn't even see you that way yet. Yeah, no, that's a very serious step in the relationship. To see you living in the same city, like, if you won't even do that, if you won't, if you don't feel like you want to see someone romantically and you live in the same city, like, how are you going to do that in a different country? Not even just a different, like, part of your yeah. own country, a completely yeah. different country, Yeah. right? Yeah. Like, she would need a visa, <laughs> like, you know? So it's mm-hmm. not, it's not realistic. So... <sighs> I don't know. Like I said, and he just kind of seems a little just kind of like wide-eyed, you know, kind of like infatuated yeah. with her. That 
it just it's not the basis for like a strong like real relationship yeah i think leading on is a is is too big of a word i think like it's something that i've seen on on terrace house as well as on love island and also on love is blind and stuff where people say like sometimes you just have to say something and go along with the vibe of a conversation to see if you like that vibe with that Mm -hmm. person like the romantic flirty vibe so i think she needs to experience the sea creature conversation with yusuke to see if that felt yeah yeah comfortable or normal or if it felt off and if she felt like ooh. I don't know if that's right. Like mm-hmm. to her, like to to Yusuke, that conversation might have felt super flirty and romantic. But to Haruka, that might have been the conversation that made her feel like, oh, actually, I view you as a friend. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's yep. all about context. So. Mm-hmm. so then the last part of the episode after saying goodbye to Risco and Kenny, we get our first look at the two new members. Woo! The first one is a first look at the new girl. Um, she's seen with her family at a Korean barbecue restaurant. And I think that was her brother. It wasn't clear, yeah. but it was her brother. Okay. It wasn't super clear, but supposedly that is her brother and her dad and her mom. Mm-hmm. So yeah. kind of so her brother jokes that her, her parents will get lonely. And she kind of asks, she's like, Dad, are you going to? You're going to cry again and tell me not to go. But she tells him that she is going to be moving into Tara's house. And, and then her brother says that he is going to college. So the so that means he's a little brother because Emika is in college. Okay. So I think she's a she's she's in she's in college at the moment. I think she's like 20 something. Yeah. So it looks like they're both about to leave. Parents are going to be left as empty nesters. Empty nest. Her name is Amika. And her brother asks what is something that she wants to get out of Tara house, Tara's house. And she says that she'd like to fall in love. My first thought when they first showed her, I was like, ooh, I got like a model girl. I was like, this girl is so beautiful she's glam i was like where's ruka i feel like ruka is gonna be like wide-eyed for her for some reason that was like one of my first thoughts she's like long pretty like disney hair almost like yeah i was like she's so cutesy i was like i really wonder how the boys are gonna react she's very like fashion girl like fashion glam yeah Yeah. absolutely like i wouldn't be surprised if she was like an influencer already yeah some sort i don't know she totally seems like that like a little like lifestyle like influencer yeah yeah yeah. i would i could see that for sure yeah like she looks super cute so i just thought i was like oh this kind of fun and i liked that she was like flat out like i'm looking for love so yeah I, i'm kind of excited Drama. to see then like her coming in and you know she's gonna ruffle some feathers you know with oh. the other boys so oof, oof, oof. I'm, I'm excited and it was kind of <laughs> cool to even like see her family and stuff too before we even get to see her so i thought that was a cool look yeah that's nice i always like seeing family and then we get our first look at the new guy joining the house, uh-huh. and he's an Italian manga illustrator. I'm super pumped about this, especially because so this is a Japanese show with Japanese people, and it's I'm really excited to see an Italian coming in. Caitlin's learning Italian. Yeah, and like interact in the show, you know, because we talk about a lot about like Japanese language and culture and stuff. So I'm really excited to see a non-Japanese person interacting with them. So I'm super excited. A little background on this. So do you want to say what his name is? Well, they didn't tell it. Okay. So we won't say his name. 
so I don't. Well, wait. I, mean, I, see, I see it written in the notes, but they didn't. They didn't. They didn't tell us his name. I know. I wrote. I wrote in the notes, but we didn't. They didn't tell us his name. So we'll wait. We'll let him tell you his name. Okay. Let's do that. And then, so he is the second ever foreigner, full foreigner, to enter Terrace House, uh, who doesn't have like a biracial Japanese mm-hmm. like mix, because mm-hmm. um, we've had mixed like biracial kids on the show before, but. Mm-hmm. The only other person on the show we've had who is not who does not have Japanese blood in them is Lauren Tsai, mm. the most like our, our very famous that we talk about a lot. So he's the second foreigner to ever be on this show. It's really exciting. So yeah, it's very exciting. I love when there's foreign people on the show. I just it made me really excited because like this this is what I felt like. I was really hoping that because of the show being listed as one of as number six on time magazine's top 100 best shows you should be watching in 2018 i think and i was really hoping like that you know because of that and all of this kind of attention on the show and people really falling in love with it and then them choosing tokyo as a location that they would kind of include a little bit more of this kind of international side of japan that i grew Mm -hmm. up in yeah like this international community in tokyo because we've already had a tokyo season on terrace house boys and girls in the city that was the second season after shonan which was boys and girls next door Mm. i think and that first season we had like i think a couple like mixed people but i really really love that we are like i think part of it was because this season was gearing up essentially towards the olympics in the summer and it was supposed to end right around the olympics so it was mm-hmm. it was basically like planned to be a lead and tie-in to people getting excited for the olympics and watching mm-hmm. this and they were going to really push this yeah it was kind of like an international hub for, yeah exactly uh, and like you see in the in like you know in part three in the lead credits they start and like in the opening credits they start showing like you know a little bit of the old like the new olympic stadium that they're going to do the olympics in and they're like Mm -hmm. they tie in a little bit of the olympics so it's just like it's kind of sad knowing now what's going on and when we see that we're going to be like oh sad next year um (laughs) but but anyway like it's it's kind of really cool for me to be able to kind of experience and and talk about tokyo from my perspective because Mm -hmm. like he is going to be like this kind of really cool part of japan i think some people i've gotten some dms and tweets saying that some people don't like the international people on the show this season they think it's just not the same for them and i just really hope that people like i implore people to like give it a chance because this this side of japan exists i grew up in it and it's really fun and it's really cool and not many people get to experience this side of Mm -hmm. tokyo so i really hope that that people get to kind of enjoy that it's just kind of like really cool for me yeah i'm really excited about this and i'm excited to see like how because like these are like he's the type of person i used to be friends with like he is he is all my friends back home like so Mm -hmm. he's actually like friends with some of i think he is friends with some of my friends back home now but like it's really weird like you know just it's really cool for me to get to see this version of japan on tv so i hope that people will enjoy it too 
yeah, no, I'm excited, especially being Italian, since I am learning Italian and love the Italian culture and stuff like that. So, and it's cool seeing him because you can tell that he really loves the Japanese culture and is mm-hmm. really fascinated and really interested in the Japanese culture. And in this clip, we see him in his room just working when he calls his mom to tell her that he'll be on Terrace House. And he talks about how he has a regular writing writing job that will begin at the end of October. And being in the house will help him achieve his goals and make his vision a reality. So he's definitely more career-oriented and is probably using this to make his mark in Japan as a manga illustrator. I'm really excited for you guys to meet him because, like, he is probably one of the most inspiring characters on this show. I'm so excited he's such a badass as soon as i saw him i was like i just want to watch the next episode so i can meet him and caitlin why don't you tell everyone what you texted me about how you're reading the same thing yeah so like super random i like knew he was italian as soon as they showed his room because on his bed is a graphic novel that i recognized it immediately it's super super famous in italy so his the guy's name is Michele, but he has a pen name. It's called Zero Calcare. It's like zero limestone. I think limestone is the word for it in English. And basically, he's just a really famous, like, Italian cartoonist. It's just a really, really, like, quirky and, like, kind of dark graphic novel series. Mm-hmm. And I was in Rome with one of my best friends who, who lives there. And we were in some bookstores and I had told him how I wanted an Italian graphic novel just to kind of help me learn Italian. But I didn't want to use like children's picture books. Right, right, right. So I wanted like an authentic, like popular Italian graphic novel because Uh the nice thing about graphic novels is that it's very little writing and they have pictures. Yeah. And usually I'm, I'm sure there's like a lot of illustrative stuff so you can kind of understand contextually. Exactly, because it's, like, different than, like, reading a book where, like, I don't know Mm -hmm. every word and it's, like, harder to kind of read between the lines with a graphic novel. Like, I can look at the pictures first and, like, look at all the panels and stuff and then kind of figure out, like, what they're saying because a lot of it is just, like, dialogue and stuff like that. So That's how I actually, like, leveled up in my Japanese a Mm -hmm. lot. Like, I used to read Japanese manga, like, constantly growing up Mm -hmm. and my mom hated it. I used to have to hide my manga from mm-hmm. my parents even though they loved that I was a reader I was mm-hmm. o- I, my parents were specific as to what like they had controls on what I was allowed quote unquote mm-hmm. to read like so in school I used to have a black like a black market manga and like harlequin romance lockers mm-hmm. like library system mm-hmm. in our senior class where all of my like a bunch of my classmates kind of like donated their cubby lockers to me And I kept, like, a bunch of, like, they were kind of organized by grouping of, like, theme. And then I had, like, mangas and one locker was, like, Harlequin novels, like, romance novels. And, like, and then people would be, like, okay, I want this kind of book. And I'll be, like, that locker. And then they would grab one and put it back. And, like, no one had any idea that we had this underground library. That's so cute. (laughs) In my school of, like, all these books we weren't allowed to read at home. And we lived in, like, a Catholic – we were at a Catholic school. So we were really not allowed to be reading, like, Harlequin's (laughs) 
textbooks at school. I love it. It's like that I read banned books, like, movement. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's literally banned books. It was like, I read banned books, but, like, banned by our, by our school, <laughs> like, our teachers and our family members. Like, we weren't allowed to read that. Because, I mean, a lot of our family members were, like, religious because we mm. all went to, like, Christian school and stuff. And, you know, we were kind of all girls school. So we would go up to the senior classroom, and we would, uh, the senior, like, uh, lounge, and we would read <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like hilarious that that was what we would do but it was it was funny but it was just kind of like we did that and uh in Japanese manga like they use really hard kanjis like in the even in the dialogue because they'll use hiragana or katakana and they'll on the side of the kanji they kind of tell you what the reading of the word is mm. so like you kind of as you're reading it you're learning what those those characters the kanji characters like what how you read them and then you're reading them in context so you're actually learning the word it's kind of like sat words you know those mm -hmm. sat vocab books yeah. that you they used to sell it's like that but it's basically just manga and i used to read them a lot like the especially the 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 male manga like the shonen comics so like one piece uh, evangelion death note like those had harder words because they were considered like more quote-unquote literary graphic novels mm. as opposed to like you know ya girl books yeah. mm -hmm. obviously like even in japan like manga is like categorized like <laughs> there's like literary manga and not literary manga <laughs> and trash manga and boys love and like yeah. sex manga and like dirty stuff it's like all of the stuff <laughs> but that's how I used to study Japanese. So mm -hmm. it's like, it's a really great way. I think a lot of foreigners study Japanese through manga as mm -hmm. well. And I know that a lot of um, foreigners study English through graphic novel yep. and comic. Yep. So it makes sense that you would go to yeah, that. Because it's usually really simple and it's kind of like yeah. a really broad like audience and stuff too. Like it's yeah. written really broadly that I feel like a lot of people, like it's a really, really good way to learn languages because I'm mm -hmm. like a two three-year-old <laughs> Italian that's, I that's what I feel Italian. like and I was like no more picture books I don't want pictures stop books. it you're you can do it you're gonna be our Italian our Italian culture person <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm, working, I'm like now that I know that there's an Italian in this part I'm like okay I'm gonna I took a break from my learning but I'm like okay maybe we'll get back to learning so yeah can, right <laughs> bring some more to the pod <laughs> yeah because I was just I took Italian for like like my ad drop week and then I dropped it because I was like I'm not taking this four days a week and then a listening lab like psh, no I don't have time I was like <laughs> we ain't got time for it I was like I ain't got time for that okay I was like goodbye I was like I like Italian but not that much yeah because like, it was like a 7 a.m Tuesday Thursday class too and I was like no I'm not coming to school I'm not getting up at 6 a.m. and driving myself to school yeah. plus it was winter semester and I was like no uh -uh, yeah. I'm not shoveling my car uh, yeah right. that 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 ended that dream ended quickly <laughs> it's okay now you can learn Italian not at 7 a.m. yeah so. I, will, I will maybe I'll read that I'll read that graphic novel I forgot what it was called but great yeah yeah but um yeah and all of the mangas so that was cool are you excited you're excited I'm so excited you're just frustrated because we can't see their actual faces. Yes. I was like, oh, you're just showing us their eyes or like the back of his head. I was like, oh, this is dense. Goodness. It's driving me crazy. <laughs> that was hilarious. I can't. Oh, my God. It was just amazed. Well, y'all get to see what they look like next week. And then next week will be the first time you've ever experienced new people joining the existing cast of Terrace House and how that will affect 
the entire house going forward. So here we go. We are done. We're done. Nice. That was quick. Yeah. What a great, good episode. That was a great, like, this is a great summarize. Like, no, no, like, hanging emotions. Well, I mean, I'm sure there are some, but, like, there was, it ended very cleanly. So, yeah. and I, I was more excited, like, because we got, because that last segment was, like, two introductions. So mm-hmm. it was just solid. Oh, also, we got, before Risiko left, we got one last, one last time of parkour. Parkour! Extreme! Parkour! Parkour! Parkour. Parkour. (laughs) Parkour. (laughs) Anyway, I was excited because I was sad. I was like, oh, we didn't even really get to see her do parkour. We saw her do Mm -hmm. it once. And then they gave us one more time. Yeah, because she was hurt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she like, she's trying to make a parkour career happen for her. And, like, she finally quit, and then she got hurt, and then she finally, like, got to show parkour again, and then she graduated, so. Yeah. Too bad the sport of parkour didn't get a little bit more highlighting, but. But I support her. her I support her. Usually because a lot of the sports people, they come on the show to highlight the sport on the show, like skateboarding, surfing, Mm -hmm. and then they'll show a lot of the person competing in the sport or doing it professionally or trying to anyway. Mm -hmm. So I think Risiko really wanted to, but since she got hurt, it just became like all about the romance, which Mm -hmm. I think she's doing an incredible job. So hopefully, you know, the parkour thing will happen for her off screen. I am mostly just excited about next week and until then we will be waiting to you know like watch the episode and you can chat with us on social media and like you know talk about your anticipation and what you think they're gonna look like. No spoilers for Caitlin everyone please. Spoilers I'm real time or not real time I'm behind the real time but real time. We're real time recording okay (laughs) we're real time recording so don't spoil her because spoiling Caitlin only spoils it for you okay (laughs) so help help us help you. This is your warning. Help me help you. Yeah very Jerry Maguire just cut Jerry Maguire help me help you. Like, you know, I say that way too much during quarantine. It's disgusting. Anyway, where can we find you on social media, Caitlin? Until then. So you guys can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Big Screen Books. And website-wise, I'm excited to kind of announce where I'm headed with this. So for kind of a personal profile about me and the work that I do, you can find me at CaitlinFoster.com. And for more, just kind of book, movie and um, television entertainment content you can catch me at bigscreenbooks.com with two s's at the end yeah i'm so excited for that you finally made it happen finally making it happen i know i'm i'm getting there with the website but it's not already yet for me but when it is ready it's going to launch with my new presets that i've been working on real hard yeah so uh if you guys are interested in photography you can go over to my uh instagram which is the same as my twitter and my tiktok at tediously underscore brief where i've posted a two of the four presets that are going to go in my camcorder analog camcorder pack but basically the photos uh this is for lightroom mobile so it's for anyone who is shooting photos right now on their ipad or their iphone because of quarantine basically it just makes your photos look like they're really cinematic and they're like a still from a movie 
and it's just it makes your iPhone photos look like that it's really cool it's like a little quick tool that like really cuts down on your editing time there's gonna be four different types of tones and like cool things so if you're interested in that and want to see what it looks like check it out I have before and afters on my Instagram at tediously underscore brief and those will go on my website soon the website for our production company traviamento.com and that's where all of our podcast blog posts are up right now on our blog which is our blog is live right now so if you've been checking our pod on the blog that is where the shop will go and uh, you can find my bookstagram on instagram at traveling book nerds which is all one word and an s at the end i'm going to start a new feature friday starting may so if you use the hashtag traveling book nerds i will be featuring a new account every friday on my 36k account so if you're looking for a little boost and you want to do some bookstagram book related content or fandom related content use the hashtag and tag me you can find our wonderful program on social media terraced out at terraced out on all of the platforms instagram twitter youtube possibly tiktok i've i've actually i actually think we're probably going to do tiktok i've been coming up with ideas for it and i have some ideas So I think it will happen. Anyway, you can listen to us at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, anywhere you love to listen to podcasts. If you cannot find our podcast on your preferred podcast network, please contact us at terraceout or terraceout at gmail.com and let us know. You can also find us on Patreon. We love all of the support you give us and we really appreciate it every single one of our patrons and all of your patronage we love you so much we currently have a couple episodes up right now we have our read watch listen episode where caitlin and i recommend three things we think you should read watch and listen so if you're looking for some extra content this is like a regular series we're gonna keep updating regularly we also have hashtag quarantine and chill which is just us like shooting the crap you know just chilling talking about what quarantine means for us you know me as someone who is caretaking an immunocompromised parent and working from home and caitlin as someone who is essential worker and <laughs> emergency personnel working at Trader Joe's. And it's a really, really great uh, listen. So I highly recommend it. Um, and we're also going to be doing birth charts of present and past cast members on there. Well, we will have everyone from this season. And as we start meeting new members, we will start releasing their birth charts on the Patreon. So if you liked me talking about Kaori's birth chart on her birthday episode, then this will be something that you might be interested in. I might be doing some pick a card tarot and stuff for that too for certain situations that are happening in the house. But we are also going to be sorting present and past cast members into their Hogwarts houses. So we're going to be doing Kenny and Risiko very soon. If these are all things you are interested in, then be sure to visit our patreon at patreon.com slash terraced out there are many different tiers starting as low as two dollars and get really great things such as google hangouts with us that extra content a monthly care package and really fun things and direct direct uh, access to us so if that is something you're interested in 
We really appreciate all of your support. We also appreciate all of your reviews and are looking to be reading them on an episode coming soon near you. <laughs> I can't say things. <laughs> we are done we got through it it took me an extra extra three minutes but we're here (laughs) we did it we're here we did it we're here thank you so much for listening and we will see you at our next episode episode 15 Hi everyone, this is Jack again, just popping in to let you know where you can find us and listen to us on the interwebs. So like every podcast in the world, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, but you can also find us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Podchaser, and so many others. Whatever your favorite provider is, you will be able to find Terrorist Out Podcast. If there's somewhere that we are not, please be sure to email us and let us know so we can submit and get us on there because we want to cover all of the spots. And you can find us at terroristout at gmail.com. And while you are going down the list of all of these wonderful distribution platforms for Terrorist Out, be sure to head on over to Apple Podcasts slash iTunes to rate, review, subscribe. Let us know what you think of the show thus far. We absolutely would appreciate it. And thank you so much for taking the time. And be sure to DM us your comments, questions, and opinions over on the Twitter and Instagram at Terrorist Out. <laughs>